you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew 28, Matthew chapter 28. We're, we're kicking off our 40 days of missional living uh, today is week one. Uh, if you have your devotionals, uh, the devotions start tomorrow morning or, or tomorrow. Uh, so whenever your typical time with the Lord is, I encourage you uh, over the next 40 days, uh, all of us imagine the impact. Every person in our church uh, having uh, the same devotions, uh, focused on the Great Commission, and uh, the impact that that can have, not just on our church, but on our community uh, because of the, 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 the unified focus that we have. So, uh, so we're going to begin, even this morning, to prepare our hearts to really begin to think about, you know, missional living and to think about the Great Commission and, and uh, hopefully, hopefully it lasts beyond 40 days. 40 days is the emphasis, but we want it to move beyond that. You know, when I was growing up, every time I heard the word missions, I don't know about you, it seemed like every time I heard the word missions, uh, it was in reference to Africa. You know, it was, it was the missionaries, you know, going to Africa, right? And, um, yeah, that was about the only time I ever heard, I mean, you hear missions and you hear missionary, and you just immediately thought going to some foreign country. Uh, you remember the song, we were just playing, you know, the uh, instrumental version. You remember the song Africa by Toto? Um, for those of you who were born after the 1980s, um, you know, here's kind of interesting thing about us that grew up in that era. We didn't know the lyrics, <laughs> be honest. We didn't know the lyrics. We mumbled our way through most of the 80s songs. Uh, we, you know, we just, we just kind of mumbled through. We didn't know what we were saying. Uh, in fact, you know, I started to think about it. You remember CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival? They had this one, uh, you know, I want, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> you had that raspy voice. I want to know, have you ever seen Lorraine? I didn't know who Lorraine was. I don't know if I've seen her or not. You know, now this is the same band that was trying to give us directions. There's a bathroom on the right. You know, I don't know why they were trying to give us directions. Jimmy Cliff come along. He said, uh, I can see clearly now Lorraine has gone. And I was like, there she is again. She's gone this time. I don't know what's, what's going on with Lorraine. Toto seems to have found her. She, he, he, they were singing, I guess Lorraine's down in Africa. You know. So all these songs in the 80s about Lorraine, we really didn't know what we were singing. We didn't have a clue. We just, you know, <laughs> And then, uh, down in Africa, you know, mumbling halfway, halfway through it. Well, here's what's interesting. Now, why would I say all that? Why would I, why, why even play Toto's Africa? What is all that about? Uh, David Page. David Page is from the band Toto. And according to him, the song, get this, is about a missionary. It's about a missionary who has grown to love the people in Africa. And he went there, and he is... Uh, doing some work in Africa. However, his love interest is coming to visit him. And now he has to make a choice. And the whole song is about this choice between, you know, do I stay where I've been called, you know, to the people that I love, or this, you know, love interest that I have that's coming to visit, uh, which do I pursue? Listen, listen to the opening line. It says, I hear the drums echoing tonight. But she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. So she's on the plane. She's on her way. He's hearing the drum beats. He's hearing the things that he has enjoyed as a missionary. And then it says, she's coming in, 1230 flight. 
the moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. And he's starting to think about, you know, God, I'm here, you know, following your plan. But yet, even, even in the reflection of the wings, I see your plan, and here she comes, and I'm going to have to make this choice. Then it gets to the chorus. It says, it's going to take a lot to drag me away from you. And he's actually singing about the people of Africa. It's going to, have a, it's going to take a lot to, to keep me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. I bless the rains down in Africa. Apparently, it had nothing to do with Lorraine. It was, I bless the rains down in Africa. He's saying, I'm making an impact here. I'm, I'm doing missionary work, and the, the things that I'm doing are, are causing God's blessing upon these people. I'm, I'm helping bless the rains in Africa. And then, it, and then the chorus ends with, going to take some time to do the things we never had. So he's, he's basically saying, I'm going to give her a shot, you know, and, and I'm, but I'm going to have to make this choice. You know, she's coming to see me. How incredible. Does that just not, you know, just totally just change how you think about the song, right? Um, to think about it as a, as a missionary having to, having to choose. Now, so the overarching theme of the song is that we have to choose between the love interest and the calling. We're not really told why he had to choose. Maybe she wasn't willing to move to Africa. Maybe she wanted them to move back. But regardless, the choice had to be made. And the reason I share that song with you is because I don't want you to think of missions strictly as the work of missionaries. I don't want you to just strictly think of mission work as associated with another continent, foreign missions or international missions. When I use the word missions, I'm not limiting the word's usage to mission trips and missionaries. I don't want to create an unnecessary dichotomy between our daily lives and our mission. Because I, I want us to think of both of those working in unison with each other. That we can have a daily life that is living life on mission for the Lord every day. So this is why instead of, you know, yeah, missionary and those types of, that type of language, that's why we're using the word very intentional, missional living. Missional living. Because we want to break down that, that dichotomy, that separation of, well, you know, mission work is over here and our daily living is over here. No, 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 no. I want us to think of them as together. By the way, anybody want to take a guess on uh, Toto band member David Page, the guy who wrote the song? Do you, anybody want to take a guess on his wife's name? Lorraine. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so and I'm not kidding. Fact check me on it. Uh, so here's the deal. Barna Research Group indicated that over half, hear me on this, over half of active U.S. churchgoers. Now, that's, that's real important. I want you to hear that. Active United States churchgoers. This is not nominal Christians who just claim in name only and then never darken the doors of any church. These are people who are active in their church, actively involved. Barnum Research says that over half of the active United States churchgoers have never even heard of the Great Commission. Never even heard of it. Never, never, never heard it preached about, never heard it brought up, never read about it. 
don't even know what it is. Just never, never even heard about it. Listen to this. 6% of that same poll, 6% of them were unsure if they've ever heard of it. 25% said, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it, but I'm not really sure what it means. Are you hearing the numbers so far where we're at? Over half of them go, never heard of it. Didn't even know what the Great Commission, never heard of that in my life. Active U.S. churchgoers. 6% going, I don't know if I have or not. 25% saying they've heard it, but they're really not sure what it is. Listen to this. 17% of active United States churchgoers have both heard what the great heard of the Great Commission and can actually say, yeah, here's what it means. Now, if the entire reason that a church exists is to bring glory to God through obedience of the Great Commission, <laughs> don't you think that our churches should be talking about it? If that's the whole reason that we exist as a church is to bring glory to God in heaven through our obedience of the Great Commission, and yet only 17% of our active U.S. churchgoers even know what it is. We need to know what it means as a church, and then we need to focus intently on doing it, right? I mean, that's really, and that's really what this is all about. Let me give you a simple definition of the Great Commission. It is simply Jesus' command to carry and proclaim the gospel to all nations. And, and, and maybe that's why, because it's that all nations we get caught up on, we have to take it to elsewhere. But Jesus' command was, and point was, take it everywhere. And we're going to unpack it. We're going to unpack it. We're going to look at it this morning a little bit, a little bit closer. Because over the next 40 days, we're going to seek the Lord and ask Him to help us to understand and help us as a church better implement the Great Commission.